Hello, welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate and Life Show. Today it is me recording solo on my own. This is Stephen Brox with Brown & Co at McGraw Realtors and uh, Gannon is enjoying himself, a nice little cheeky vacation. Work hard, play hard, so the, the man shot off with his family to enjoy a, a week of re rest and relaxation. So today it's me on my own. And today we are gonna talk about the buying process. So this episode is actually being recorded due to popular demand. Both Gannon and I, as of late, have had new clients that have come to us and they've had questions about the buying process that sometimes we get wrapped up in as agents in thinking that, hey, that's common knowledge, you know, this is something every, everyone knows. But when you sit down and talk to the majority of the population, it isn't something everyone knows. So I'm gonna talk through it today and point you out, you know, the steps the way they are and kind of hopefully guide you through it and maybe bring you some form of enlightenment about something that you weren't necessarily sure of and hopefully it will help you feel more comfortable in going into the buying process. I know there are some things in life, for me it's going to buy a car, I'm not someone who is you know, extremely comfortable with, I don't know anything about cars, I don't know about gaskets, valves, any of that stuff and so it can be kind of intimidating when I go into a parking lot to look to buy a new car and the dealer starts telling me about all this technical stuff I don't really care about. I care that it looks nice and it drives well. That's it. So I think some people kind of find that about houses. You know, we notice that at open houses, sometimes people can clam up and they can shut off when you start talking about the property and where they are in the process because they themselves don't know. And it's hard for us to admit sometimes when we don't know something. So hopefully today's episode is more of an educational one and will get you to the point of where you feel comfortable when going to buy your next home. So we touched on this in the, the Dream Team episode, the very vital first step, um, apart from connecting with an agent, is knowing what you can afford. If you're in a city like Tulsa, there are great houses at every price point. I have shopped houses with clients in the 120 range, and I've shopped houses with clients in the 750 range. And you can find great houses at every price point, but it's so, so important to make sure that you have been made aware of where you are comfortable with your price point. And that is also an important discussion for you and your family or you and yourself if you're buying on your own, just to think about in terms of, okay, I may have been approved for $2,500 a month, but do I wanna sign up? For $2,500 a month, I'd really like to keep my mortgage around $1,600 a month and then see what property that is. And then that's what you want to focus on. So obviously your pre-approval uh, mortgage discussion is fundamental. And now that in itself is free. You heard it right, people. That is a free, 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 can't say it enough times, free process. So when you sit down with someone for mortgage and they're giving you mortgage advice, Make the most of it, ask them questions, get the knowledge. You know, knowledge is power. So when you're doing that, sit down, talk with them, understand what they're saying, ask a bunch of questions. There are no stupid questions in this and they will help you understand where you, you are in that process. And if you can't pre-qualify for a house straight away, a lot of great lenders will put you on a credit plan or a savings plan or give you advice on how to maybe shift numbers around so that you can get yourself into a position where you can feel comfortable with purchasing a new home. And when I say shift numbers around, I'm not saying do any, you know, unscrupulous acts. I'm talking about, you know, they may say to you, okay, do you have a 401k you can use? We could borrow some money from that. You're allowed to do that. Do you have someone who would be willing to give you a gift? There are things you can do that can put you in a position where you can afford a house. Because a lot of people can turn around and go, man, I'm already paying 
dollars a month in rent, surely I can afford a house where the mortgage is 900. There you go, right there we know you can. But what does your financial history show? What does your financial strength reflect? So it's important that you have that discussion with a mortgage advisor and you go through that early doors because that discussion gives you your pre-qualification letter, which is needed when putting in an offer on any house. So the next part of the buyer process, if you've already been pre-approved and had your mortgage conversation, is get with your agent. Now, in Oklahoma, where we work, it is free, again, it's free to use a buyer's agent. They will help you find your house for free. The seller covers all the costs of the commissions that the buying brokers get. So again, it doesn't cost you anything to sit down and discuss the process with an agent. It's worth doing that. Interview agents. If you have friends that have recommended different people, why don't you go get together, grab a coffee with them and see who's gonna fit best with you, who listens to you the most, who helps you find what you're looking for. That's so important to make sure you and your agent work in sync. You need the harmony through the process because you guys are gonna be talking and working together very closely until you've closed on that home. So what does that conversation look like with your buyer's agent? You gotta sit down and talk to them about the type of house you want, what size of house you want, where do you need to be location-wise, do you have kids in a certain school district? Is your job in a certain part of town and you want to use public transport to commute there? They are all things that you need to discuss with your buyer's agent. Now, during this process, see how intently your buyer's agent is listening. Are they paying attention to you? If your kids is in, say, Broken Arrow School District and you need to be in Broken Arrow School District, are they suggesting you homes in Bigsby? Because if they are, then they're not listening to you. So you need to make sure that someone's listening to you as well. That's so important. Great agents pay attention to their clients' needs. And what does that look like? Well, once you tell us your needs, we should take time to sit down and set up some sort of search criteria for you. Again, this was the third most important player on your dream team as a buyer from our Dream Team Buyers episode that Gannon recommends putting together. It is having a good search setup and having that search resource being a strong, credible one. We're not just talking Zillow or something like that. We are talking the local MLS system. Does the agent have their own search engine website that they can use? Those sort of things. Get those searches set up and have them funnel properties your way and act on them quickly. So just to recap real quick, we've been pre-approved and we've got our agent and we've got our search set up and we are looking at houses and we are visiting houses in person. So we've gone around, we've checked out the houses and we found the house that we love and it's the house we want. So what do we do next? Now we put in an offer. Putting in an offer on a house is has a lot of moving parts. And something that's important is that, you know, you have your expectations set the right way when going to buy a house. If you're coming in on a property, $20,000 below list price, you're asking for all the closing costs, you want a 60 day closing period, and you wanna be able to do inspections whenever you wanna do, you're not really giving the buyer, I mean the seller, sorry, anything to work with. So it's important you have your expectations set. I'm not saying don't be aggressive with offers, it's entirely at your discretion and your agent's discretion, but expectation as a buyer is very, very important. You wanna make sure that you recognize that, hey, I may have to give something to get this house. And then ask yourself at the end of the day, do you really care if you had to pay an extra $2,000 in house price to live in your dream home for the next 30 years? 
you're probably not going to think about it, let alone worry about it ever again. So that's something to bear in mind there. So once you've got your offer put in and you guys have agreed terms, the next thing you are, you are is under contract. So in Oklahoma, that, pro that property is off the market, it shows as pending, and you are now front and center, gonna run through the process, make sure everything comes out okay, and then that house is yours. So that process, the next steps, what we do next is we will have inspections done. Inspections are like your health reports for your property. Okay, it's gonna tell you everything you wanna know about it. And there's kind of two, two, two schools of thoughts when it comes to the inspections. You have uh, the individual home inspector, and you have what some agents use as like the, the team inspector's approach. So it's, you know, you'll have, for example, a uh, team, inspe team inspection approach would be individuals who are specialists in individual fields. So a roofing inspector, a structural inspector, and a guy who's gonna come and check all your electrical, mechanical and plumbing stuff, a termite inspector, a pool inspector. Now, the opposite of that is a home inspector who does it all themselves. They do everything, they find a full report for you. It is an individual preference. You have good and bad inspectors in both field, in both types of practice, I guess you could say, similar to medicine. You have good, you could, you, that's how I, I sometimes explain it, like it's a health checkup at a doctor's. You could go and see a doctor on your own for your physical once a year, like see your GP and they'll give you a once over. Or you could go see specialists and have them run tests on you. It's, they might be a little more detailed, but you can still have poor specialists as you can have really great GPs. So it is gonna be an agent preference. It may be your preference. Sometimes, you know, you may want an inspector that someone's recommended. An agent wouldn't have a problem doing that. It's entirely up to you at the end of the day. So then the inspection reports come in. We can use our inspection reports to review the findings. And you can use those findings, especially in the Oklahoma, or sorry, the Greater Tulsa area realtor contract to turn around and say, okay, we found that the structural inspector told us the house needs some peers. Okay, we're gonna file a TRR now which is essentially something that says, you know, we want the house to be in new working order throughout. We want it to be, you know, property um, and things like equipment in the house need to be in the condition they were intended to be in by the manufacturer when it left the conveyor belt. So if the, um, if we skip on the structural one, let's say the, uh, this is a real one, I had a client who was purchasing a house where the oven, the digital display on the oven was not working which is pretty tough if you wanna cook your turkey on turkey day at the right temperature, guessing how hot the oven is. So we needed to get a new digital display in there. We wrote in the contract, then we wrote a TRR that said, you know, we'll still close on the house, we'll still pay the price for the house that we have listed, but we would like it if you would please pay the money for someone to come in and repair this. And I don't think that's a uh, unreasonable request, and duly so, the seller complied with it and my buyer was happy and they got their oven working for Turkey Day. So that's what the TRR does. Now sometimes a deal will fall apart there. I've also had deals where clients have found a house and the structural inspectors told us there are severe structural issues and we just could not negotiate a su successful resolution to fixing those and the deal falls apart. And we go our separate ways and everyone says, well, good luck to you and your endeavors and good luck to you and yours, but we just can't work together on this deal. And that's okay, that sometimes happens. Sometimes you have to pass up on a house to get to your dream house. So always remember, if you don't get the house that you want, a delay is not a denial. So 
We've negotiated the TRR successfully. We are still moving forward in the process. Next, you will have an appraisal done by the bank or mortgage company who has ever given you the money and they will tell you the property of the value in their eyes. Now, this is an important step because the appraisal needs to reflect a number equal to or less than the contracted price. Otherwise, the bank will be required to lend you more money than the property is worth and no bank will do that. So that's another important step in the process. And we'll dig into appraisals uh, in more depth in another episode because appraisals can get extremely confusing. After appraisals, you essentially more times than likely head straight towards closing. It's the final step. It's when you get the keys, take possession of the house, and you start to live out the next exciting phase of your life. So the, the buyer process itself is very straightforward. It is not as complex as it may seem, but there are many intricacies in the process. So things like negotiating, which we'll do another episode on, considering offer price, which we'll do another episode on. The house you're buying, is it listed as part of a relocation? Is it a short sale? Is it lender owned? Is it foreclosed? Is it a HUD property? These are all other things we will get into moving forward. But we wanted to produce this episode to remind you of a few key things in the buying process. One, it is free to talk to a mortgage advisor, so do so. Two, it is free to use a buyer's agent in Oklahoma, for sure, so do so. And those conversations never hurt to have. So before you know what you can and can't afford or think you know what you can and can't afford, sit down and truly find out with someone. Sit down and ask them some questions and find out if they're the right people to work for you. Because this is, at the end of the day, them working for you and helping you find your dream home. So as always, Thank you for listening to today's show. Hopefully this is useful for you if you are venturing into the buying process. If you ever have any questions at all, feel free to comment below, send us a message on our Facebook page. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in and we hope that you have a wonderful week and good luck out there house hunting.